We are live. <laughs> We're live back. on air. Welcome back. We're live on air. Welcome back to Valley Girls. Um, I'm Sarah. Um, I'm Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, today is today is Wednesday. It's a hot day in New York. Henry is still in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. What's the weather like there, Hen? It's so nice, honestly. I missed the dryness. Um, my oh, lips, I'm jelly. Inst- my lips instantly got chapped, but I was yeah. like, it's worth it because <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm, like, I'm able to walk outside. I'm not sweating <laughs> like a pig. Like sure, I'm taking my cute little Sir, walks. You're dripping. Um, <laughs> you're dri- <laughs> um, reader. So when I, when I was in the city uh, a few months ago, I was looking at an apartment for my friend. It was disgustingly hot and humid as it is often um and i'm taking a tour or i'm I'm filming i'm taking a tour and i'm filming it and i pass the realtor and he just says to me oh my god you're dripping (laughs) still dead just like like, cool things so funny yeah yeah yeah. oh my god you're dripping Um, (laughs) but no dripping over here no dripping over in la only farmers tanning love um love love for you yeah but Um, i come back on Friday, so yay! That's exciting. Over. Oh yeah, that's sad, but I'm glad you like took the little time. Yeah, it's no, really I've, it's been a nice little reset. Yeah. Seen my sister, who's actually literally going to come to New York on like the fourth. Oh my god, of September. So, yes. Wait, that's exciting. Very gotta take exciting. her out. We gotta yes, we gotta step out. Um. Cute. To Chili's. <laughs> Gotta step out to Chili's. Please wear your fedora and um, suit, oh, yeah. suit shirt. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually saw an Abercrombie shirt in um, L Train when we went the other day. And Honestly, I almost. I was yeah, like. It's coming back. Know. Like it, like the like late 2000, like mm-hmm. pre 2010, obviously like 2006 through like 2009 right. fashion is like kind of coming back a little bit. Like if you haven't notice listeners keep an eye out because it's happening okay like the fashion police is on duty fashion police is on duty and if you're not wearing Abercrombie you're not in <laughs> just kidding I literally don't own any Abercrombie right. but no, we'll see I, maybe I, maybe I'll fall fall I'll succumb yeah. to the to the trend who knows I tend to honestly I literally have a tramp stamp that Which would, is I, a good segue into my update. Yeah, what's up? Give me an update. <laughs> All right, on so your honestly, I wouldn't. Lifestyle. <laughs> I wouldn't usually update about like my dating life, but this boy. That what are I you talking date about? With, <laughs> I feel like yeah, you okay, have a few I'm times. Fucking lying. Okay. <laughs> okay, but this boy specifically like wants me to talk about him on the podcast. Um, mm, so okay. here you go. We're giving him a platform. <laughs> We're giving him a platform. He literally is. A Scorpio comedian. Okay, listeners? So there was not a moment of silence the entire date. Um, wow. He's 6'3", so a literal foot taller than me. Um, literally, one whole foot. That's a whole um, foot. <laughs> it's a whole foot. It's a whole <laughs> foot. Um, he is lanky, tall, dirty blonde, indie boy, NYU film, Scorpio comedian. I'm so, I I don't know why I'm I feel like dirty blondes have been in your life recently. Oh yeah. No, he like, kind of well new. he resembles he resembles the boy from the okay. the open relationship. Yeah. Boy. But he's like a little better honestly. Okay. Just good. like um 
Yeah, and honestly, he's a Scorpio comedian. Like, he can take he can take it. Like, I'm gonna say what right. I what I feel because he As kept literally on the date. He kept trying to be like, so what are you gonna talk say about me on the pod? What are you gonna tell me about your friends? And I was like, I'm not telling you You'll now. You'll find out, bitch. Yeah, literally. Like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. You'll find out, bitch. Um, yeah. But yeah, we went on. We met at Birdie's, classic Bushwick bar, mm-hmm. um, and literally. As we left, like, right after we left the fucking bar, he was literally just, like, all over me. Like, making out with me. Like, oh, wow. my God, your champ stamp's so hot. Like, you're prettier in person. You're so cute. All this stuff. And I was like, okay, wait, contact. So, I recently, quote, unquote, set up this boundary with my therapist <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not going to have sex on the first date. Right. And this rule of mine went out the fucking window when Oops. this boy started existing as he was. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, who who's who doesn't want, like, someone who you obviously, like, you know, is attractive to you to literally, like, be all over you? And, like, right. he was, like, honestly more PDA than I necessarily like. Like, I was, mm-hmm. like, a little bit... Also, it was literally our first date. I was like, whoa there, like relax like i just met you two hours ago um we ended up like crashing um my friend beja bb's tinder date she was also on a tinder date (laughs) and then like it just got to the like he was just like let and he okay so he literally lives a block away from my best friends he's from santa monica whoa he went to brentwood oh Okay, I know. Well, no, okay, okay but he's, he got out. I'm, okay, so I talked to my friend who knows him, and he's like, he's so mm-hmm. I'm like, he's pretty sure he's rich, and I'm like, okay, I like that for me, um, yeah. <laughs> because like, not gonna lie, like my last relationship was, which was over two years ago. I'm not saying this will become a relationship or anything. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, and at this point, I simply don't care. I, honestly, either way, because like, if like we fall in love, great, and if he breaks my heart perfect for the re-release of red like literally oh my on my tin- on my tinder but in my tinder bio it literally says looking for someone to break my heart before the re-release of red and i'm not kidding like obviously like i wouldn't be opposed to like you know having a person again it's been a while for me and i am deep down a relationship person of course i'm scared yeah. of it of course like very scared yeah. I-, I literally keep saying to people i'm like i'm concerned um mm-hmm. but i don't know honestly based on the track my track record watch him next watch him on our next date literally just be like i want to keep things casual um i would not be fucking surprised because that's all men have um been to me not only this year but honestly like since my last boyfriend um which was again over two and a half years ago um so i really don't have any expectations i don't have faith i he gave me a little bit of playboy vibes i'm not gonna lie like okay he's clearly very cute and like tall and like he's okay he is a boy. He is not a man. That is what I'm going to say mm-hmm. first off. He can take yeah. it. You are a boy. You are not a man yet, hun. Um, <laughs> but I kind of like it. Like, I like, you know, I'm literally 22. I'm not even yeah. a full woman no, myself. I, like, I, I kind of... men really exist until, like, 40s. 35. Uh, 40. 35. Okay, because, okay, this bartender, the bartender that works at the bar across the street from the restaurant I work at, he is 31 years old and literally comes off as 19. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like, he's I hilarious. Mean, he's hilarious behind the barn to, like, chat with. But, like, I would yeah. not be able to date him because, like, he literally is 31 years old and is a 19-year-old boy. He's a 19, 19-year-old boy trapped in a 30, 31-year-old's body. And it's just, like, I don't think he's the only one. Like, I think most men are like this. Yeah. 
So, um, do you see what Gabby is texting us right now? No. Oh my god. Oh, Gabby. She's like, I know where Jack Antonoff lives. Yeah. So, oh, does, so do you. Yeah. I know where he lives. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's an update. I saw Jack. Oh my Antonoff god. There's the an day. update for you. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Outside of a coffee shop, and I was like, Oh my god. Who's this like cute Jewish boy? Um, <laughs> yeah. Literally. As I approached, I was like, So that's literally him. And I'm not the type of person to, like, talk to celebrities or, like, ask for a picture or any of that shit because I, I mean, no one, none of us know, we'll get into this about what But also just being from um, LA, you do have, like, an understanding that that's not what they want. (laughs) Like, because you see so many, like. They get that shit all the time. It's, like, it's in these moments where they're, like, trying to revel in their peace and, like, solitude. And I, the, the act of being, like, oh my god Jack I love you so much you're such an inspiration it's like that's not for him that's for me no and literally. I don't need that and there is so. a way to go about it but going out of your way to do it is like kind of not it you know um but yeah. okay so Gabby is current so Henry's in the valley our friend Gabby who was on the last episode she is staying in Henry's apartment right now yeah Henry we okay Henry, we are potting. Stop texting. Yeah, Gabby. no, I'm, I'm. We're live. We're live. We're live. We are live on air. Uh, texting, potting, and um, a lot of things going on at once. Yeah, literally, uh, I'm overwhelmed. That's um, funny. Um, yeah. Yes, but I don't know. Should we get into Jack Antonoff? Yeah, I think that's a good segue. Okay. So obviously today we are talking about Solar Power by Lord, the long-awaited third album by our literal Lord and Savior. She yes. hath risen. I think we're gonna call this episode. I, I want to call this ep- episode "She hath risen." I don't know um, your opinions that. on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We. I think we can definitely work that into. Uh, great, 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 great. Um, um. Yeah. So. How do you want to do it's you want to go in order? Yeah, keep talk, talk. <laughs> I think we can just sort of we'll we'll see where the combo takes us. Kind of sure, like sure, the Billy sure. one. Kind of like the Billy one. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um but it's yeah, so it's been a long time coming. If you've been listening to the pod, you know where we both love Lord. She yeah. was my number three album of the past twenty five years. Melodrama is such a an important like album in our, you know, adolescence. So So important. And so just there was a lot of anticipation expectation from everybody involved yeah um and as we discussed with like chemtrails and um i think i briefly mentioned like sufjan's last album after carrie and lowell it's really hard to follow up an album like melodrama Melodrama. yeah but it's been four years i think it's different Mm -hmm. when it's the year after i think it's kind of like a like Tyler followed up Igor with Call Me If You Get Lost. It was basically a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lana with Chemtrails, basically a year later. Like this, so is, it's four been years four is like years. Even more like she right? has yeah. grown into a completely different person. So I honestly, I personally think that rule doesn't even apply because okay. I think that like it's been long enough for. Yeah. No, I, I think that's. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I ag- I agree with that rule, but I think that that's where people people often forget that it has been four years and the yeah. amount of especially at her age it's like the way in She's which someone can so change mature, and mature like, like i mean she was formed the music yeah. so yeah it's like exactly people need people to sort are of, yeah i 
Okay, Anthony Fantano literally gave this album a four. I, you guys. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I, I, I saw literally the commented. I, I mean, if you follow the Valley Girls pod Insta, <laughs> I literally commented, "You don't get her." Period. Like he, he doesn't. <laughs> like he literally did not get that mood ring was satirical. Like he missed so much, and like he often misses things when it comes to like indie pop girl um, albums. Um, but yeah, and I want. I, I definitely want to get into that song like yeah no obviously and i think also we'll just you know spoiler alert preface i think both of us agree that this is not a perfect album no it's not melodrama Um, but i think that honestly it's been getting reviews that i'm like very you guys are being i don't understand why people are still attached to artists keeping with the same sonic Mm -hmm. aesthetic like I don't know. I just, like, I don't understand why we're not allowing her to strip down. I think it's because Melodrama was so so successful with its almost, not maximalist, but, you know, very experimental production. And she's Mm -hmm. obviously going a completely different, like, sonic aesthetic. Or, you know what I mean. Um, It's still Lord, though. But, again, I do obviously agree with some of it, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the first half of the album is fucking amazing. Like, yeah, honestly, totally agree. the path all the way to, I mean, we'll get into secrets from a girl who's seen it all. Mm-hmm. I don't. E- I like the man with the ask axe. I like Domino's. I'd say my least favorite is Big Star. Again, I don't mm-hmm. dislike the song, but the, I I feel like track sick like. One through five is, like, iconic, what you expected out of the Next Lord album. And then, like, mm-hmm. it starts going... I don't know if I even want to say downhill, but it starts getting a little more iffy from six to 12 for me, yes. the second half. Yeah. And I think Agreed. that's the general consensus. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Where do you want to start? I'm overwhelmed. Well, I, I kind of want to sort of get out of the way because I, I think it's okay, important to talk about the music. Let's get out I, of the it's way. Like, well, I, what I was going to say is just that, like, a lot of the bizarre criticism around the album has not been about the music. It's been like sort of they're like trying, like critics trying to center the album around this narrative that I think is kind of getting lost on people. Yeah. And here I, there's this tweet that I wanted to just like pull up. Um, Basically someone like screenshotted a, a text conversation that they were having. I don't know. It's just a tweet, but I think it kind of, sums up a lot of what people are saying that I think needs to be reevaluated. Like, I think this take needs to be reevaluated. Basically, the person said, I've been trying to put my finger on why it's so grating. And then the other person said, "Why? What? where have you landed? And then he said, I guess it's because it's an enormous and rare advantage to be able to just tap out and smoke weed by the ocean in New Zealand for four years and then return to sort of mock people for being too online and pseudo-spiritual feels not only out of touch, but a bit like punching down. I don't so think that's thinks. at all what like she's yeah. doing. That's like honestly misogynistic. <laughs> so the going to New Zealand thing, it's like she's from New one, Zealand. <laughs> that's her home, right? It's not also, like a with the coronavirus retreat. pandemic. What was she gonna do? Like stick it out in New York, a place she actually doesn't like? Bullshit. Yeah. And it's like about kind of like the saying how to Jack and thing, but even more so. None of us know the experience of not only being a celebrity, but being a celebrity at the young age of a teenager. And if she has the ability or quote unquote privilege to 
to retreat to a place that is where her family is from, that is removed from the place in which she has all this fame and celebrity surrounding her. Good for fucking her. Like, like I don't know why you wouldn't respect that because like we see what happens to people who get famous and and are constantly at that young age surrounded yeah Yeah, i mean especially women like yeah no i know i mean we've talked about britney like all all of it it's like i i i feel like it's it's worthy of praise to be like yes take care of yourself like i don't i don't understand i don't understand why we're not looking up to it i don't understand why i mean i and i do get demonizing it right um so there's that and then she's also always been different like she's always I don't know I mean my biggest thing is I do think this is her most mature album like you can hear it in the lyrics uh Mm -hmm. she's really grappling with things that in melodrama like was not I mean it was a completely different album but um like I was talking about this with Beji yesterday like at Mm -hmm. 16 she was not 16 at 16 Mm -hmm. she was like mentally fucking what 25 at 19, yeah. she was mentally 30. And now she's literally in her mid-30s mentally, even though she's fucking 24. Like, mm-hmm. she's always been insanely mature. She's definitely a genius. So I don't understand why we're kind of judging her like every other white woman in the world. Like, obviously, she's very yeah. aware of the fact that she is, at the end of the day, a white woman. Um, but I'm sorry, she's special. And I think it's honestly a little demeaning to how talented she is as an, as an artist to like try and clump her in with like a normal girl. Like she's not. In the album when she's like sort of having this conversation about not being a normal girl or whatever or or being offline, I don't think that's her mocking people for doing so or, or like mood ring. I don't think she's, yes, it's like, it's like, um, it's, it's pointing to a type of, girl working in a certain system in society but i don't think she's mali- i don't think she's being malicious she's also that. very aware that she participates in it too yes like she does she literally says that removed. she's yeah. literally like pulls herself into the song like if you watch the genius lyric video for a mood ring mm-hmm. because um it'll really explain like how like how it is satirical but then like at the same time how she does like play into it right. and i think just because you're making, and I feel like people are looking for things to dislike about. That's yeah. That's other. I, and if it's another so artist released this album, yeah, th- th- it would not be getting the no. same sort of. I have been saying that if another indie girl, yeah. like if like Claro or like Phoebe Bridgers, exactly. two people that are literally on this album, if like they're like literally her chorus, which is really cute, but mm-hmm. if they release something like this they'd be getting praise, praise, praise. It's because it's Lord, and suddenly mm-hmm. she's matured and has actually found happiness um i don't know i think a lot of it is that um especially in our like current times like people don't like seeing i think i don't even know where i'm going with this well no it's like i i i i understand why a lot of us feel removed from this attitude but that doesn't mean it's bad you know like i i think yeah I'm I'm just I'm very much a, in the space of like good for her and I'm Absolutely. happy to witness it. Like I don't need to be like oh this is like yes, melodrama I think resonated with more people because it sort of expressed the just tumultuous emotions of being at that time in your life. 
Yeah. And so, and that's incredibly relatable. Okay, but also that album is all about, like, her, like, going to fucking parties at 17 because she's so famous yeah. now. How is that more relatable? How is that more relatable than this? I'm sorry. Like, that I think I think just sense. on a more of a, like, just the, 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 the discussions about breakups and, and the way she yeah. was able to put it in, in terms of, like, we, on our Jack Antonoff episode, we said, like, the image of a supercut was kind of, like, a yeah. new way of putting hey, whatever but it, like again yeah, it's true. just like i don't know the the criticism has been weird um, i honestly think there's been a lot of misogyny in the criticism of this album sure. i think we're not allowing women to be their true selves in their art like we still are expecting like a certain version of these women and not allowing them to fucking develop i think that one with the Billy album too. Like obviously I literally said in the last episode, I do think like her 2019 album overall is a better album, but Mm -hmm. um, why are we, why are we not allowing these artists? Like, I feel like unless they do something as like insane as folklore or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Unless they do like a full on like aesthetic shift or whatever. Like if it's a, even if it's a little less subtle than that, they're like, but is this you? Like, what are you doing? And it's like, yeah. why are we, like, male artists do this all the time. Like, male artists mm-hmm. are constantly reinventing themselves. Why are we, like, almost scared of female artists doing the same? It's just mm-hmm. interesting to me. And at the same time, we also, like, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's the, the contradiction of, like, if, like you're saying, if they do sort of grow, then it's yeah. like, oh, that's not what we expected, but at the same time female especially pop stars have to constantly like cha- change the game yeah. and and exactly and, i mean look at like the super bowl halftime shows of as of late it's like yeah. someone like maroon five or justin timberlake can like do the least and get uh, far less criticism than I like a, a Gaga or them, beyonce who have to like and thank god you know pull out all the stops but it's just yeah, but, like, they're literally yeah, doing the most, and they get so much shit, and then, like, Justin right. Timberlake literally is just like, uh-huh. and then they're like, yes, we love you, Justin. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, fuck it. Honestly, and, like, I do think this album is going to be a grower, especially, like, for fall, and I don't know, like, why are we not allowing Lord to strip back? But, I mean, we could complain about the reviews for this album forever. Right. Should we get into our actual... The yes. real, the real opinion, okay? The opinion from, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I guess we have our own bias, but I think mm-hmm. our bias is a better one than the fucking misogynistic bias well, of the because majority I, of yeah, these my music critiques, reviewers. My critiques of the album all, all sort of rely on my opinions about, like, how it is sonically. And, and I, I'll be honest, like, I'll, we'll get into it. But so should, let's just... Start from the beginning, I guess. The path. Okay, sure. I think this is a really good opener. Born in the year of Oxycontin, embraced in the tall grass. Teen millionaire having nightmares from the camera flash. Um, it's not my favorite track on the album at all, but I think, especially going into Solar Power, clearly this album is about the sun, literally, like, nature, reconnecting with, like, what's truly important in life, um, but also questioning, like, what's truly important in life if it's all gonna fucking slip. 
out of our fingertips mm-hmm. soon because of the state of the world. I think it's a really good opener. Um, yeah, what do you I think? love the um, I love the opening of the song. Like I really yeah. like it, it, it was, I thought it was so like kind of hypnotizing that like yeah. flute sound and I like it less as it when it like picks up. I sure. I, I it loses or it's not bad. It's just I like the first half more and kind of wish she stuck with that or like maybe made that like a separate piece um but it's not bad I mean overall I really like what they what they did with the production I think it's yeah really interesting it's nods to 60s and 70s like you know counterculture flower um child culture yeah and I think this whole Um, album nods to that obviously mm -hmm. um we'll get into that with like fucking California and shit um which I love but um I think at the end we should do top five yeah totally like five to um I still love solar power yeah solar power is really cute such a cute track um still very lord like you know she still has her little lord moments but she's maturing um musically and lyrically um I yeah, I really like this track. I mean, obviously like we've had this one the longest. Um mm-hmm. so we've had a longest time with it, but I out of the three singles I listened to the one this one the least. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I like this. I like this song. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um I love California. California is great. Don't want that California And it's like, it's great because I feel like being from California and you leave California, you go to New York. And I think a lot of people that are from LA and moved to New York had this exact same feeling. But Mm. um, when you like grow up in LA, like you get to see, you're not blinded by like the concept of, oh my God, Los Angeles, Hollywood. Like this is like where the stars are. It's just your home. And so you can look at it objectively in ways that I think most people in America and honestly the world can't um Mm -hmm. and there is a lot there's so much fucking wrong with the like social aspect of it it's so like not it's honestly not cute not that I hate LA or anything and I will move back eventually but um I just could not spend my 20s there I really and like she really nails it on the head here like I mean she says goodbye to all the models all the bottles like um I mean, the chorus itself, I know it's simple, but she's literally just saying, don't want that California love. It's like, yeah, there is a certain kind of quote-unquote California love, especially mm-hmm. being a celebrity, obviously. Um, but she is realizing in a way that I think a lot of L.A. natives realize is that L.A. is fake as fuck. And, like, a lot of, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I mostly just talk to L.A. Mm-hmm. natives who have moved to New York because we live in New York. Yeah. So, duh. Um, but when you go, when you move to New York after growing up in LA and you see just how different people interact and how just generally the people are you're like why is everyone in Los Angeles why does everyone suck and I can only imagine that's amplified in like the celebrity in the celebrity culture in LA and she has that outsider perspective but since she is a celebrity she's not like 
obsessed with the celebrity of LA, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, she's also special, obviously. Um, and she, you know, she gave in. Melodrama is all is fucking about drinking, and she literally said, "What is it? The um, but when I smell tequila, it all goes up in my mind again." Mm-hmm. Like, um, so she's clearly like, she's done it, and she's done enough of it, and she, you know, has the objectivity to be like, "Don't want that California love." Um, so not only do I love the like, not only do I agree with this song messaging i just also love the production i love her voice in this song i think it's a great track yeah no you're right i mean a lot of california is a a myth and it's kind of just been like Mm -hmm. marketed and advertised as this dream place and yeah a lot of a lot of it is glorious um but because there's that expectation to just be the happiest you can be there it's like the way people interact is like everyone's trying to embody that that feeling so a lot of it does become inauthentic and yeah no I, I love I love her voice here she's showing a lot of range yeah I mean her voice like, has I mean her voice has always been amazing but like it's yeah. definitely improved obviously that's what happens with time but yeah no I like I missed her tone like when I when yeah. I first heard like I was like oh I missed because her voice is so specific like there's there's no one uh, yeah i can't out put there that really it. has it yeah um which is why like i mean we'll get there but like with man with the axe it kind of loses me sometimes because she is in this like low tone for the whole song and where yeah. california shines is that like there's that kind of like deep sassiness she, in the verses, there's range the, yeah and the chorus there's range so not only in like and yeah yeah there's range in how she delivers, not just the actual notes themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, totally. There's range in the character of her voice. Yes. In this song. Um, yeah, I love this one. I love this one. Me too. But I'm definitely too. in my top five. Um, um, so Stone at the Nail Salon is... I don't know. I think it's my favorite single. Really? Oh, I, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. all the beautiful girls, they will fade like the roses. sad girl stripped down song and the fact that it's a lord song adds a whole other level because it has that like darkness to it um and then it's literally it's in the title stoned at the nail salon obviously it's genius obviously i'm biased but not only (laughs) is it like because she's like she's literally making all of these insanely like huge mystical thoughts and then she's like i don't know maybe i'm just stoned at the nail salon i think that's such a genius fucking song yeah idea for a song please talk no 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 (laughs) it it takes away a lot of the like self-seriousness of of it all which is all valid because it is very like um introspective and but then yeah to sort of throw that in it like it it Uh, adds like this element of, of humor to it that is so funny it's and so, like yes it's so satisfying so relatable like she's yeah you know, she's saying stuff like you know all the music you loved at 16 you'll grow out of all the change all the times they'll change they'll all come around but i don't know maybe i'm just stoned at the nail salon like uh like that's how you make a fucking uh intense or that's how you make a song about 
an intense subject matter because you it's almost easier to take it more seriously what she the intense stuff she is saying because she is she's not over be, she's not over dramatizing it yeah she's pulling it back with i don't know maybe exactly. i'm just at the nail salon but it's such a honestly i think it's a really good it really fits with the whole lyrical structure of this album of her having these like epiphanies but then being mm-hmm. like uh i don't know like i'm lost we're all lost what the fuck is going on i mean and that kind of leads us into fallen fruit but um yeah this is definitely in my top five i mean it honestly i like yesterday when me and gabby got dinner i did say it was my favorite mm-hmm. now i'm mm-hmm. like we'll see but like it's definitely it's one of there. my faves it's one of my faves. i mean any any song about like growing up and that line about like spend all the evenings you can with the people who raise you like that yeah like tear up make me tear up lord like fucking hell i mean Um, and that's why i mean i keep saying like yeah i am gonna move back to la i'm mostly gonna move back to la so that i can spend time with my parents before they get actually old you know what i mean right like and i think that that's something that um i don't know maybe every generation has i mean i think people do like come to that realization but I think also, like, obviously, like, we're being faced with the literal end of the world. And, again, like, yeah. obviously, like, she touches on this and in this song in Fallen Fruit. And I think that um, because we are being faced with that, I think we are, you know, not just Gen Z, but I think everyone is just really, especially with the pandemic happening, like, I think people's priorities are, are being forced to shift a little bit. Um, and I think right. that's a really good example of it. Um, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move back to LA in my 30s because mm-hmm. of that. Um, that's the biggest reason for me. But I can't, I cannot be in LA in my 20s. Like, I simply would go crazy. Um, no, it's good to have that separation for a moment. But I mean, that's why I'm like scheduling a last minute week trip back home. No, that, literally. Like, it's just those moments of like, I don't know. I'm in a place and I guess we talked about this a lot, but like growing up is so scary yeah and, <laughs> and like, like it's yeah and, and, it is and, and really reconnecting scary. with your family for a, a pause it's like i don't it's know so it it's so important it's so important it's so grounding it i i recommend for i mean i went home like the middle of july like that was really nice yeah. like um it's more important than you think for sure yeah um, but this yeah so fallen fruit which is Oh my God. I... Yeah, I mean, Henry, I mean, maybe we'll post this as, like, the teaser to the episode, but the the text you texted me, like, I can't believe Fallen Fruit exists. And we will, oh, we will together. Psychedelic our head. I'm so... I just, I don't understand how someone could say, fuck the bald man. I didn't even watch the video, but like, how can you even just like briefly claim that someone doesn't have writing chops when you have from the Nissan to the Phantom to the plane will disappear in the cover of the rain, took the great minds and the vapors and a pocket full of seed. It's time for us to leave. Like that just like the absolute poetry and like, no, this, but well, even I, regardless this of this whole the, album, uh, like the poetry on this whole album is like so obvious and like people that are missing that i'm like you're you're missing it hun like you're fully your fucking male brain can't comprehend like a, a delicate female body of work clearly 
Um, I mean, which I've said a billion times about Anthony Fantano, and I will right. say, I getting to the point where I'm commenting it on his, on his videos, <laughs> obviously. Um, God, I love no, this track. No, this song is so stunning. The the the, so the arrangements of the harmonies are very much calling back to like. 60s like family bands um and you just don't expect and... it to go the breakdown in the middle you ex- like no that's it's and still that's a lord song this is her so genius is yeah she's bringing it back to current sounds but it's and just like... enough it's just enough yes. it's not overbearing it's not like she's no. trying to be to redo any melodrama sounds it's her own mm-hmm. sound and she's aware that she has this entirely new as- sonic aesthetic in this album so she is keeping it fairly minimal but she's still fucking lord she's still gonna yeah. have a uh to the nissan to the phantom to the plane oh yeah it's so good <laughs> it's so good. just stunning and and the again like the little f- flutes in this like it's just the arrangement it just takes you different places i think yeah. this is like a top this might be like a top five lord song of all time for yeah me. i mean and the thing what that's been interesting for me is I think I read the Pitchfork review, and they said something along the lines of, like, one thing that's unsatisfying about this album is she's contemplating all these things about global warming, celebrity, um, life in general, but she's, but she never comes to an answer. She never comes to a, um, you know, a fix. I'm like, Ew, why does she why, have to? What why does she, have, why she have to be? You? That is like this, the weirdest expectation. Like, did Mel in melodrama was she giving an answer? Not at all. Why are why is it suddenly when she's getting all nature and hippie that she has to have an answer? Like, no, like that's not. That's not. It. That's not authentic <laughs> to the way her brain works. Authentic, she's just a, it's more authentic for her to just question and like leave it out in the world right. than for her to be like, this is and like she. And to be honest, she literally does give an answer because leader of a new regime, like, I'm sorry. Like, I think that is so bullshit. And like, this review was written by a woman and I still think it's really misogynistic, honestly. Um, well, an interesting thing, and this is kind of, well, I guess the review kind of touched upon it, but like, so we're, so Jack Antonoff has been getting a lot of hate and people are, Lord said this, you know, specifically about her, but I think in general, you know, people are giving him way too much credit at like people that have perceived him to be this guy to just take over other people's sound and he's the one sort of creating the sonic landscape for all of these artists when and that's like such bullshit because the three okay the three main artists lord lana taylor right mm-hmm. their music does not sound the same no like, i don't know the role of a producer yes it's to be collaborator but to first and foremost sort of respond to an artist's wishes and we, and we hear that all the time we're like yes. for example the the um this like original version of the lakes that taylor released don't like it no and that's because that was jack's sort of initial like take on it and then taylor said no we're taking it in this direction like that's that's yes. what happens and, and Lord, so yeah someone in an someone interview someone said that like Okay, well, there's that. Yeah, so you can say that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, in like, she was getting interviewed, and she was basically just like, it's honestly insulting that people say that the reason my music is good is because of Jack. And that is so true. These, okay, Lana Taylor and Lord are some of the best musicians. They're the pop girls of our time. 
They're working mm-hmm. with the best. They have chosen to work with the best, and Jack happens to be it. It's not that Jack is making them the best. It's incredibly no. misogynistic to assume that this man is the reason these three pop girls are ruling the pop world. That is just so fucking misogynistic. It drives me crazy. Anyways, uh, it's so, <laughs> where were we? It's, uh, uh, okay, so we got Fallen Fruit, obviously. So now we're yeah. in Secrets from a Girl Who's Seen It All. You can take him if you want him. He's a judge. Secrets from a girl who's seen it all. Secrets from a girl who's seen it all. Like, I mean, I didn't, it's definitely, I don't know. People were saying it was like, you know, basic and too girly and vapid. I'm just like, again, like, such misogyny, like, like, literally check yourself. Like, just because a song is girly and upbeat does not make it a bad song. Like, what the hell is happening? And it's, and I think it's smart that it sounds sort of light and girly because she's talking about like sort of being in these very uncomfortable, honestly traumatizing situations as a girl, but it's like, it's sonically contradicting that by having a very girlish sound. People are underestimating how fucking smart this girl is, which again, how many times can I say misogynistic in this episode? Like, I don't even (laughs) fucking know. Like, I need another, I need a fucking synonym. I, it's been frustrating, honestly. Um, I mean, it, and it goes back to, you know, a lot of a lot of the shit Taylor gets um and like I've okay so like when I've been going on like so this date that I went on right like mm-hmm. I you know I always have to break it to them that I'm a Swifty and unfortunately I do mostly go on dates with straight men I know it's embarrassing um tragic for you it's tragic yeah, for me it's okay unfortunately yeah that's how it's been going but they always have a very straight men have a very strong opinion against Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and it's clear misogyny it's yeah. so obvious um they always pull the she's not writing her own stuff she has a big team like she's not in control of what she does like uh you know i don't like like her music's too like stupid blah 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 mm-hmm. it's just like if a girl does anything authentic to femininity if it's not deep and like call out to the culture suddenly yeah. it's vapid and, it's and, that, like, and there's a specific kind of misogyny going on here with Lord because I feel like if Taylor released Secrets from a Girl, I think oh, it would be more bitches well would eat it up. But because, yeah. but since Lord, Lord is like this supposed cool girl, girl yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. She needs to be operating on this level that is, and the hidden message is male, um, mm-hmm. operating on this level of like, you know, highbrow whatever bullshit. It, it's um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm, it's frustrating. <sighs> Anyways, I'm upset. Um, <laughs> so Robin makes a little appearance at the I, end. Yeah, of it's from a so girl. I love her voice. Her voice is so. Uh, you cool. know, what? it's so weird. At, at first, I, I thought, thought it was Lord. I thought it was, was, was Britney, <laughs> and oh, I knew it wasn't because no, I was like, I get you though. It does kind of sound like Britney a little. It kind of it sounds like when Britney would do her like. This is a story about a girl named a Lucky. A girl named Lucky, like, yeah. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I knew it wasn't Britney because she's not working right now. But like, sure. really cool that she was able to bring in like one of her biggest influences. I I'm not like upset. I'm not really obsessed with it. I think it's like, it's I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably skip it from now and then. I don't need to listen to the whole monologue, but I, sure. I think it's cute. 
Yeah, it's definitely cute. It's, it's a moment. Cute. I like the choice. I like the choice. Okay, so this is when... Okay, so the man with the axe through leader of a new regime. These next four songs. I don't yeah. dislike any of these songs. My favorite out of them is probably Domino's. Um, mm. 50 gleaming chances in a row And I watch you flick them down like dominoes Must feel good being this to start again I know, know a girl who I think the man with the axe and Big Star are like the biggest sleepers on the album, in my opinion. Um, I of of that grouping, Big Star is actually my favorite. But every perfect summer's gotta take its flight. I'll still watch you run through the winter light. I used to love the party, now I'm not alright. Hope the honeybees make it home tonight. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, I like. I like it lyrically the best. I like. She does. It's so subtle, but like her, the way she says, "Is that I want to take your picture or something?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Her voice is something really cool that I really appreciate. And obviously, the um, idea of like, oh, big star, like, like that's obviously interesting. And okay, also another thing, like in the Anthony Fantano fucking review, he's like, yeah, she's talking about fucking like celebrity, like all these female artists, or like he says artists, but I know he's fucking referring to female artists. Like it's like mm-hmm. recently, like talking about like celebrity culture blah 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 and i'm like anthony your entire career is based off of guess what talking about celebrities you're literally the biggest hypocrite in the world fucking hell okay (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah i yeah i don't know um man with the axe i almost like i like i (laughs) i I think a lot of the lyrics are cool I think lyrically I, it's, it's really interesting. Kind of I slow. wish they I really this is the one of the things I agreed on in the pitchfork thing. I really wish they mm-hmm. did a little bit more musically with this track. I think it re- mm-hmm. could have been a really standout if they yeah. did a little bit more with the production. I think obviously I've been supporting her stripping things back, but this is probably the track that, that I could have used, yeah. More. Yeah. That's that's my opinion for sure. It could have well. had the fallen fruit treatment as I'll say. It it could have had the um, fallen fruit treatment. It could have had something different but in the same realm i don't know yeah Yeah. dominoes too i i'm okay with dominoes being stripped back because the message itself i I wouldn't want it to sound different i just think as like i don't know when i compare it to other other songs in the album yeah sure and i do really like that she's um obviously i like their inflection in her voice i like the like rhythm of the Mm -hmm. song and i think i do actually think that's enough I obviously she's talking about a fucking man who's like keeps getting away with like sexually assaulting women and just keeps getting to start again, you know. Um, like my favorite part, honestly, in the song is at the end when she says, "Don't get up." Oh, um, me too. That's my favorite. Uh, it's so part good. As well. That's really like funny. I knew a girl who knew a girl who knew knows the girl that you hurt. Like um, even down to the lines of like. It's so strange to see you smoking marijuana. You used to do the most cocaine most of cocaine, anyone I'd ever met. Like, yeah. that's so fucking lord of her. Like, it's just... I actually really like this track. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think it's, my like, going to be in my top five, but it's easily a six or seven. Like, I... Yeah, I actually really like this one. This is one where I stand by the stripped downness of it. And I've heard different mm-hmm. opinions, so I'm going to stand strong with mine. 
and leader of a new regime. I've had two people, Gabby included my other friend, um, they've said this is like one of their favorites. Um, obviously, it's really? the, sh- the shortest one. It's almost, you said it's almost like an interlude vibe. Um, mm. And like I said, this is one where she actually like does give a fucking answer. Um, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. she is, obviously, this is something that we're never going to reach an actual leader of a new regime. Um, mm. But it totally works, like, narratively with the rest of the album. Like, she's also yeah. talking about, like, the state of the world. But the, where she doesn't give an answer is she's not saying exactly what this leader of a new regime entirely looks like or who it is. And part we of the weird criticism one. is, like, people are expecting her to be that. Yeah. Or she's like, claiming that it is her. And that's not the case at all. Oh, my God. Like, again, so misogynistic. She is not saying, I am the leader of the new regime. She's saying, no. we need a leader of a new regime. And, um... Hello. Hello, yes. <laughs> Duh. It's nothing new. It's, it's like, of course... I don't know. It's so... Whatever. Um... Uh. No, I think there's some... <laughs> <laughs> is Claro and Phoebe on this one? I think they're on literally most of them. Okay, yeah. Anytime and, there's like yeah. dense harmony. And I like what she's doing. I think it totally makes sense sonically with this album that she does have that little chorus of Claro and Phoebe Bridgers. I think they were good choices. Yeah. I also like that uh, at the end of the day, this album is about her. It, it, and I mean, going into Mood Ring, obviously, like she mm. is making statements about fucking white womanhood. And I think it actually makes sense that too, like also like indie white women girls are you know, the voices mm-hmm. behind her, I think it um, just solidifies that um, that point kind of that she's, like, secretly making yeah. in a sense. Um, but with Mood Ring, it, it is not a secret. Let's go. Ladies, begin your sun salutations. Pluto and Scorpio generation. I don't know i guess we kind of covered it but it's like it is satire um obviously the song like she literally says the song is satire she's she's talking i mean in the genius lyric video she's like this is you know i starting to see all these people um specifically white women take all these and you know it is something that's just i mean she says she was reading a lot about the 60s and like that movement and how they had their mm-hmm. whole own wellness like culture um right. aspect and that at the end of the day our wellness culture that is similar to that um is ultimately just pulling from other religions to you know right i mean she like try to feel well from the inside like yeah which they plants and celebrityness right and again it's like it's but she's not entirely removing herself no. from their narrative either and that's like we've talked about this before with kind of like the St. Vincent album and obviously Lana, like I think it's silly to expect these artists again, specifically female artists to be representing some kind of all pure morality. I think it's interesting when an artist is admitting the ways in which they are sort of guilty of, you know, inhabiting the same kind of toxic white, you know, fem- female, whatever, culture. Yeah. And, the, um, and the music video really... Okay, so when we first watched the music mm-hmm. video, we watched it right before we recorded the last episode. And yeah. once we, like, kind of realized what the hair colors were, you know, there were three of the same, like, kind of, like, dirty blonde, light brown, and then there was, like, the redhead, 
um, the black hair and then the blonde lord. She's yeah. like, they're all in wigs, obviously. And it's like, wait, they're all different iterations, not only of herself, but of white woman. And of this, right, exactly. Of this phenomenon of specifically white women taking on all these, you know, Eastern practices to quote unquote feel quote unquote well from the inside in this time when that is all like we can really do and so she's obviously just like observing it um obviously she thinks you know of course it's problematic it's super problematic Mm -hmm. um but it is the truth it is the state Mm -hmm. of the world um and she's just really you know making an observation and the people that don't realize this is satirical i mean there are definitely girls that are like oh my god yes love and light like she literally says in the song yeah. in the genius lyric video thing she's like i think love and not love and life is such it's a psychotic phrase <laughs> and like so true about that and she literally says i'm yeah. gonna get so much shit for this don't tr- trust me i believe in my sun sign i'm a scorpio <laughs> i can't do a new zealand <laughs> accent but um yeah, I just, I really think this song is super smart and the music video along with it is super smart. Um, just the fact And I that- love what she said about like how it's kind of sonically calling back to pop music of the early 2000s when that was a time when like the messaging was very positive yes, and America, like hopeful. America, like, yeah. Right, so there's like, this contradiction of the like- 2000s is so yes. far away. Yeah, that's um, no, it's like this cool, interesting contradiction of like the sound is coming from a place of a time when we were like toxic positivity, but then the yeah. the lyrics are about like trying so hard to achieve this level of positivity in ways right. that are, are harmful or inauthentic. I don't. I just think it's or so problematic, and mood ring itself yeah. bring ties that back because mood rings mm-hmm. obviously became really popular in the early 2000s i think that's a really mm-hmm. smart way to yes um kind of like keep the general song in uh, calling back to that time period um yeah. i mean just my my favorite i think my favorite lyric has to be i can't feel a thing i keep looking at my mood ring tell me how i'm feeling floating away it's just like yeah. so it's like yeah duh like this is how we 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 all are at this point um and yeah, obviously it is a call out because she obviously is in a place where she's able to like actually know how she's feeling. She's yeah. and like that's because she well, actually it, took the time like to and like obviously she's able to escape to New Zealand in ways that like Billy or Taylor can't. And like mm-hmm. that's like good, but wouldn't it be weird if she didn't utilize that, you know, gift? Like it would be like why no. wouldn't you? And like why are we, yeah, it's like why are we like mad at her for like the narrative oh she's just this rich white woman that decided to like find spirituality it's like no again that's like literally her home it's she went home like it, that's just where it yeah. is that is herself like it are you this... mad that she's found spirituality and you haven't clearly it's but also it's like it's not even fully that she has it's that she's no she's observing she's asking questions the act- again she's simply asking questions yeah. In a space that give in a space that gives her more space to ask those questions. Yes. Whereas, like with melodrama, it was like like you said, like her New York City album, like it was basically just like she it's just was constantly like, overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and which is why I think this is her most mature album because she's like. And that's why I can say I like melodrama more because I have not reached that stage of maturity, oh, but God. I am, but I am 
again, inspired and I'm happy to be the observer in this situation. So the last one, right? We have yeah. Oceanic Feeling. A great closer. Um, mm-hmm. I think the stuff about when she's talking about her brother and like her dad when he was a boy, and if she has a daughter, what aspects of her will she, you know, genes will she carry over? Um, again, like we were just saying, she's just she's asking questions in very poetic ways, and it makes it makes me feel frustrated. If people think like what her writing chops, like blah blah. blah. It's like, have you fucking read the lyrics to the song? Any yeah. of them, honestly, but like this one too. Will she have my widow's peak or my wicked streak? I think is I love that. Line. Oh yeah, will she have my waist, my widow's peak, or my wicked streak? Um, yeah, fucking genius. Um, yeah, I love. I really I, like. I think it's a great yeah, closure sonically a nice too. Little meditative moment. Um, I like when the drums come in and out. That that's yeah. always satisfying. Um. And I like the little out the outro too of yes. the, of like when that male voice comes in. It's really int- I was shocked by that. Yeah, um, but thought it was cool. No, super cool. Um, yeah, I think like it's a great closer. Overall, I think this is a great album. It's obviously not melodrama, but why would we expect it to be? I don't know. People that are like, was it worth the wait? I was like, that's not really fair to yeah. ask that question. In my opinion. Um, I do think it's great. Um, I'm curious what you would give this album out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I think I'd give it like like a six point nine seven. Okay. Out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably give it a seven point five. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I like it. I I I I respect it for what it is, and I and I. I also think and, it's going to be a grower. I wouldn't be surprised if in a month oh, yeah. you think higher of it. Same with me. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think people um, in a few years will, the general public will see what she was doing here in ways that they're not ready for yet, honestly. Um, yeah, I definitely think this album will have some re- reevaluation. Yeah, um, totally. Along in the coming years. Um, totes, totes, totes. Do you want to do like top five songs? Yeah. Okay. Also, you know what? It's okay that there's not a melodrama part two because I think Casey Musgraves. Um, yeah, Casey Musgraves album is, is going to give me what I need. No, so, oh my god, I'm really I excited. cannot wait. Okay, ah! yeah, something something my a straight male friend of mine said was, "Oh, this white girl took acid and made an album." And I was like, "Fuck you! Like, <laughs> could you do this? No, she's making a fucking entire like iconic film with it with insane cameos, like." Literally, fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like her, I, why are girly aesthetics deemed as not good just because they're girly? Fuck men, you guys. Fuck you guys. You're 75% of our listenership, and I don't care. <laughs> Still so funny to me. Okay, uh, what, are your, what are your top five? Yeah, songs? okay. So I'll try and like have an order, I guess. Five is probably... Five I'll give to Oceanic Feeling, honestly. Okay. Four, I'm going to give to 
Mood ring. Mm-hmm. Three, California. Mm-hmm. Two, stoned at the nail salon. One, fallen fruit. For now. I mean, that's pretty general. Yeah. But, I'm I mean, gonna... or, yeah, what's yours? Yeah. I'm just going to go the other way, so. Okay. Yeah. Number one, fallen fruit, for sure. Yeah. Two, California. Oh, I love that. Three, stoned at the nail salon. Four, mood ring. Five. Um, honestly, I really like Big Star, actually. I think okay. I'm going to say yeah. five, Big Star. Yeah. Cool. There we go. There we go. Well, we covered <laughs> solar power. And yeah, if you're someone who is like, this wasn't worth the wait, fucking revisit this shit. Read the lyrics as you're listening. Pull up the lyrics on your phone while you're listening, when you're on the train, when you're fucking in your room, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's... I have not, like... Up until recently, I've realized, like, people really don't listen to lyrics. <laughs> and I'm like... Right. That's literally I mean, almost... I get it because I have to sit... Like, when I... Pe- people, when they hear songs, some people, grab, like, listen to the lyrics for some people. I Production is always, like, the thing that comes to... M- that my brain is processing first. Yeah. So I have to sit down and, like, actively sort of pay attention to lyrics. But I, sure. it's, like, worth... It's it's a... Uh, I kind of do you some both that once. And, yeah, but it's real. Honestly, it helps a lot to, like, have lyrics in front of you because then you can kind of read it almost as a poem but also hear it production-wise. At the same time, it gives you a better... It helps you process it in, like, a more real way, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um... Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Yes. Um, remember to, like, if you're listening on Apple Music, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Follow us on Valley Girls Pod, not only for updates on the pod, but, like, we're kind of, you know, we're we're kind of trying to build our own little social media presence in its own yes. right. Borderline meme page vibes. We're kind of taking Honestly. this energy of a podcast into a Gen Z, like, mode. Like, I feel like all these podcasts that we listen to, their Instagrams are literally just, like, videos of them podcasting and that's kind of it here's the app yeah and i feel like honestly you could do so much more as a you know a general piece of Mm -hmm. entertainment so um yeah follow the instagram and honestly let us know like if you have any recommendations if you guys want us to talk about anything any albums any artists any things revolving music even just like pop culture like trust me we can Mm -hmm. we can chat (laughs) obviously Um, but yeah, on that note, have a great fucking day, bitches. Have a great fucking day, bitch. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>